Bender, I think I didn't send you the uh, producer one. I thought I did. See, this is the stuff that I edit out every time. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Kodiak Shack podcast. Today, uh, we have Samuel, Baldy, and Croc from the Guns Garen Memorial Foundation. Uh, Sam is, uh, is a consultant for the organization, and then Baldy and Croc, uh, we hung out at uh, McIntyre when we were all there uh, partying in South Carolina, and then now uh, Croc has left. But uh, thanks, everybody, for being here. And then uh, in uh, whatever order you prefer, go ahead and tell us about yourself. It's not a trap. <laughs> All right, Vader. Thanks for uh, hosting GGMF today. We're looking forward to to talking through what we're doing and excited about uh, telling people about how they can join our mission and, and what our mission actually is. So um, Vader gave the introduction. We flew together at McIntyre for a couple of years, uh, deployed together uh, while Guns was still there. And uh, I've since moved to Fort Worth and am running GGMF uh, in a part-time role and then still in the Air Force Reserves and fly for American Airlines as well. Sweet. Nice, Baldy. And, uh, uh, I'm Baldy Thompson, um, first name Zach, uh, and same story. So obviously, yeah, Vader and I and Croc all flew together back in the day. Then uh, my first deployment was with Vader. We were on the Forgotten Crew night train uh good times night trains are right but, time. um, yeah uh so uh obviously viper pilot and then um uh i founded uh, the ggmf with uh with croc and i've uh, been kind of doing that for a couple of years now and then i uh, also recently just got hired by delta airlines so rocking the three job kind of expedition here so there you nice. go Congrats. thanks sam send it uh yeah, you got it. I'm Sam. I've uh, known Croc for about 20 years now and born out of our friendship. Um, got introduced to, to GGMF and was instantly captured by just the story of guns and uh, his wife, Kelly, and their kids. Um, and then the way that that guns brothers and you know men around him rallied around uh, to take care of his family after he was gone. Joseph or Croc asked me to jump in and be a part of what's going on there in whatever way I could. So basically since the, the beginning, uh, I've been close at hand with Croc, you know, pitching in, in all the ways that I can. I've, I've worked in the nonprofit space and have for several years now and love seeing organizations grow to their full potential. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm honored to be a part of what's going on there, uh, kind of as an independent consultant, but I work in the administration and an operations capacity with Croc and, and Baldy. Nice. Well, I, I appreciate all you guys being here when Croc kind of reached out and said like, Hey, you want to, you know, let's talk about, you know, the GGMF and, and Kodiak shack kind of working together. And, and I was over the moon. I mean, it, for everybody who didn't, didn't know guns. I mean, he was, he was an awesome dude. I mean, he he was a patch that you love to have because he was dedicated, he was motivated, he was hardworking. Uh, but then he was also one of the dudes who understood uh, that you're not going to be as good as him, you know? So he wasn't mad at you for being bad at your job. Uh, and he was hilarious. I mean, I still remember stuff he would tell me. Um, one of the things uh, he told me, we were at uh, Taco Time 
off of uh, Garner's Ferry. <laughs> and uh, I am just powering through uh, corn, like the tortilla chips. And uh, he's like, you know, every four chips is a corn tortilla. And uh, I was yeah. like, you ruined my life. Like you, that was the worst thing you could have told me. And that, uh, yeah, if he ever saw me like eating anything, you know, some trash food, he'd be like, hey, a moment on the lips, but forever on the hips. And like, <laughs> yeah. he, he was just hilarious. I mean, he he just, again, he was just a, a wonderful dude to to interact with, to, to work with and then be friends with. And so it, it was it was pretty, it was pretty tough hearing that he, that he passed away. And especially in the way that he did, uh, I was in, uh, New Mexico and I still remember that croc, uh, called me. I was at the gym. I was just finishing up a workout and he called me and passed words at what happened. And so I, I was like, Hey, we're, you know, I'm going to. Everybody in your crew identifies as either big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go back. You know, I'm going to go back to South Carolina. And at the time, the, the base... Uh, policy was if you leave the state, uh, you can only leave one time and then you have to quarantine for 10 days and you can't go on any more vacations for the year. So you effectively get one trip out of the state for the year. Uh, and so I couldn't go. And, uh, and I was, I mean, if the nail wasn't already in the coffin and me leaving the active duty air force, that, that definitely sealed the deal. So it was, yeah, that was, that was crappy. I assume it was even more difficult for you guys when you guys were obviously still in the squadron and, you know, around every day. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the the challenges with, um, you know, going, going through that time, like right in the middle of like kind of the worst parts of COVID and having that happen, it, it was like, you know, guns had dedicated the majority of his life within the squadron to building like a brotherhood, you know, like everyone was, you know, very tight knit and everyone um, was a big part of each other's lives. And then due to the circumstances with COVID, he passed away and being able to have that like community put back together was almost impossible at the time. And it, it was, you know, honestly, one of the, the toughest things when Baldy and I were talking about it, we were like, dude, like this, this sucks, man. Like everything that he had built, it, it wasn't able to come together due to the circumstances. And that was one of the, the first conversations we had to start this organization as a lasting memory of, of that brotherhood that he had created and have uh, an organization that could always, no matter what, be able to help people that were going through hard times. Like, you know, we were in the middle of where, you know, his bros couldn't even come out to the funeral because, you know, everyone had to quarantine or, you know, you, you, you couldn't travel or just, you know, due to the, the rules of the circumstances at the time. But, um, it was one of the things that spurred our first conversations and starting the foundation, you know? So, yeah, and how, I mean, how does that look like? I mean, obviously you have a, a wonderful idea in, in trying to kind of, you know, remember guns and, and do something, you know, that's that's 
broad ranging. That's much more beyond than, you know, it's wonderful helping Kelly and the family, but even now doing all the things that you do for so many families, like how do you go from an idea to reality there? Yeah. I mean, I think Baldy could talk to the idea. I mean, the original idea was a golf tournament and we had, you know, we, McIntyre was our third assignment together. And so we had, um, we had done a couple like charity golf tournaments and like we, we knew what the need was. I mean, the need of, of veterans and their families being taken care of is never going to go away. You know, um, you, you see it just within that, that nonprofit space of other nonprofits that exist solely just to take care of veterans and their families. And this was the first, I would say the first thing in my military career where I saw that need like firsthand with like Kelly and her two kids losing guns. It was like, man, like this is real. Like someone has to be able to take care of them. And lucky for her, like she had the community to take care of her, but not everyone's like that. And so the, one of the first conversations Baldy and I had was like, dude, I think it is exactly what guns would want to have a foundation that's set up to take care of people that are going through hard times within this space. Um, Bali can talk to the, the golf piece and kind of like the evolution of the first conversation to like where we ended up. I don't know. What do you have to say on that? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, it's whenever you deal with something like this, I mean, this is, uh, you know, your first, your first reaction, I feel like for most people is like, well, okay, what do I, what can I do? You know, like, how can I, like, what do I do now? Like what, what's my, where do I put my next foot forward? Like which direction am I going? Um, how do we help Kelly and the family? And, and uh, you know, it, like, you know, guns was such a loved individual by everybody. It seemed like, and, you know, we, you guys were talking about the, the, the COVID keeping you from traveling and you know, the circumstances of the time, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how so many people took time out of their uh, schedule to like gather everybody that knew him from around the world and send in, they sent in videos basically in place of themselves, which just goes to show like the character of who he was. Um, so kind of, we, you know, with, with talking with Croc, when this first happened, you know, we both kind of like, looked at each other and were like, you know, what can we do? And there was like a GoFundMe going, you know, to like help uh, Kelly and the family and, and, you know, things like that. But we kind of just, we wanted to do something. So the idea, the initial idea was literally just to, you know, well, maybe we can raise more money and, 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 and put that into the pot and, and, and help out the family that way. And, and we don't really know, like, which direction it's going to go or what necessarily we're exactly going to do, but we want to do something. So, uh, like you said, like Croc was saying, we had done golf tournaments before. Um, and my brother's in the, on the PGA tour. So we've used his kind of, you know, persona to kind of, uh, to help fundraise before, um, you know, we, we've worked with like the wounded warrior project before and we've had success doing it. So we were like, well, maybe we can do this. Um, you know, the kicker at the time was we need to do it quickly because, you know, uh, uh, just with the timing of everything and it was kind of end of summer getting to fall, it takes a lot of time to like plan and organize and do something very quickly, obviously when you weren't expecting to have to go through something like that. Right. Um, so it took a lot of work initially and, but we kind of decided to do this, 
golf tournament to see how successful we could be at and what what kind of funds we could raise and it ended up being a huge success and in my opinion i think that's mostly due to the fact of who guns was in my opinion right because we had so much support it wasn't because of us or my brother it was because of who he was right and then from there um you know we you kind of decided that we didn't really want to stop. So uh, it was something that we ended up enjoying and thought that, you know, we want to create something that's not just like, you know, the fundraising support for Kelly and the family, like, like Croc was saying, you know, uh, Kelly has a great family around her and great support network and not others do. And, you know, Kelly actually kind of helped us steer the ship a little bit and was like, you know, to help us go down the direction of, of the foundation. And, we kind of took it that way and we're like, let's do it again. Like, let's do it again next year. Like we're, what's, uh, what other support can we get? Like why stop now when I feel like we have something that could be so good and not to like on top of that, it's for such a good reason. Right. Um, uh, you know, guns as kids are, are little, you know, obviously uh, grown up a little bit now, but something that they can look back and remember their dad with an organization that does hopefully, uh, all the good things that makes them proud of, uh, you know, of their dad. So, um, you know, we have pivoted all throughout the the way with what we are focusing on and how we fundraise and, and what we're trying to do and expanding the scope of our projects, um, you know, and then to bring people like Sam in to help out with the aspects that we don't know, you know, um, uh, content creation and, and, and marketing and, and how to efficiently run a nonprofit organization now that we've gotten to a point where, you know, we need some help. So, um, you know, it started out as a simple golf tournament just to try and like do something. And, and now here, here we are, which is one of the things that I think is really cool about the organization as, as a whole. So there you yeah, go. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the, one of the cool things about that is, so when we did the first golf tournament, we had a conversation quickly after that was like, man, like people, people are responding to the story of who guns was and the legacy that he's left. I mean, he spent his entire life building this legacy. And I, I called Sam pretty quick after that first golf tournament and said, dude, I think we need to start like a foundation, but I know nothing about running a nonprofit. Like this isn't, if we're going to do this, this is not just a golf tournament. This is like people legitimately are responding to the legacy that guns left. And we need to tell the world like this story. How do we do it? Um, and that was one of the first conversations we had with Sam trying to bring him in into the fold to say, man, we, you know, we just, we had a pickup game. Like we made up a game plan. Um, it was like your best uh, last minute you know, four VX DCA game plan. And it like worked, you know what I'm saying? Like it worked and we were like, dude, we need to replicate this. Um, but we had already erased the boards and we we're like, dude, what was the game plan? <laughs> <laughs> you know, other than just a pickup game at the time. So we, we wanted to bring people in like Sam that could, that could make the model sustainable. Yeah. I think one of the things that just is very apparent to me, uh, having known guns is that the the joy and the the happiness that guns brought to us as friends and in coworkers 
Now other people get to experience that, not directly from guns, but just from the foundation providing them that that happiness and, and the joy that they get to experience by the foundation providing them things in, in their time of need. So I, I think it's so fitting uh, that that this has has was created and has taken off in the way it did. So Sam, can you kind of just talk about kind of your experience in the foundation and just kind of nonprofits in general? Cause you know, obviously you're the, you're the resident expert here. I'm far from an expert. Um, I've got some experience, probably most of my experience is centered around what not to do. So hopefully I'm able to bring that to the table for these guys. But um, quite frankly, you know, when it comes to, you know, programming and events, that's not my specialty. I'm really grateful. We've got Baldy and we've got, Baldy's brother, Michael Thompson and Croc, of course, you know, guys who are focused on the programming and really what to do with the money uh, once it's been raised. Um, but fundraising is, is kind of where I come in. And uh, you know, the term in the nonprofit world for fundraising I, I prefer is donor development. And really, that's just relationship development and it's relationship stewardship, if you will. So um, my favorite thing about working in the nonprofit space, especially for GGMF, um, is just taking inventory of all the people who have been impacted by Gunn's story um, or have been impacted by his family or guys like Croc and Baldy who knew him um, and learning what, what, what does it look like for them to be involved in this organization. Um, and certainly... The, the most profound or prevailing needs are, yeah, we, we want people to donate money so we can instantly uh, disperse that, as, or not instantly, but as quickly as possible um, and get it to people who need it. And so um, my, my job effectively for the organization, at least as it stands today, is to be creative about ways to steward those relationships with people who have shown interest in the organization um, and, then, and then in turn educate them on what what they're investing in, what they're giving toward. So a lot of my day-to-day has to do with, uh, like Baldy said, content creation and design. Um, It has to do with data management and data health, making sure we've got accurate information for all the hundreds and probably in time thousands of people who will have invested in this organization. So it's a blast. I mean, it's at times it feels a little bit nerdy and, um, you know, there's things about it that feel tedious, but Without that component um, on the operations administrative side of the organization, we can't take the call from the widow in California uh, who needs to buy groceries for her kids. Um, and so it's it's the biggest joy, um, really has been the biggest joy of this year for me to, to get to hear the testimonies from Croc or Baldy saying, hey, we just got to help really like buy groceries for this lady who just lost her husband who, who you know was in the military. I mean, that's like, I, I would do that for free. I mean, I would do this kind of work for free. And, and honestly, I, I have for a while. I mean, I, I, it's, it's just a joy to get to help out in the way that I am. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm blabbering here, but I hope you get the idea. It's, it's a blast. So, and I mean, it's, it's gotta be, definitely fulfilling there. And, and for all those that don't know, and maybe one of you three can elaborate, but for people who don't understand, sadly, this happens very frequently, especially in the flying community, how often there are people who die in and out of airplanes that are in the military. Um, And so it's wonderful that organizations and foundations like this exist because 
you know, when you're in the community, if it's F-16s, you pretty much hear about every F-16 crash. And if you're in the, you know, the Navy or the Marines, you know, in their rotor wing communities, they probably hear about all of them. But when you, when you combine them all and you, you know how frequently this happens, it's, it's tough. It, it helps you understand the gravity of what, you know, pilots are doing on a day-to-day basis. But what would you guys kind of say, just having been in there and, and seeing the, the amount of people that need assistance? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say the, the, the biggest motivator for myself um, was within six months. So we, we hosted that first golf tournament uh, within four months of guns passing away. We raised uh, a little under $30,000 at that golf tournament, which was awesome. Um, the, the sad part and really the, the sobering part at the end of the day was within six months of a student golf tournament, we had committed $25,000 of that money back out to people who needed it. And like our reach was like next to nothing. Like at that point, like we hadn't brought on Sam, we hadn't brought on like anyone that was doing like any sort of social media for us. We hadn't been advertising. Like those were just people that we directly knew that were in need of help. And it was, um, you know, any story you could think of, of a family, a, a veteran, a military family that was in need that we were like instantly giving that those donations back out to. And I remember like having the conversation with Baldy. I'm like, dude, like if we're going to do this, man, we got to get serious about it because the need is there. Like the need's not going away, man. And we got to figure out like, it's got to be something more than just an annual golf tournament. Like we got to figure out how to communicate this to other people. That way we can consistently fundraise because the need is going to be very consistent for like the entire year. And we're going to run out of money like really quick. Um, and that's where Sam came in. And it was, it was probably one of the, the first serious conversations we had after that golf tournament was like, he's like, dude, what's your mission? And we're like, we're going to take care of veterans and we're going to like inspire people to fly. Cause those are the two things gun, guns love to do. Yeah. He loved taking care of his bros and he loved flying. And uh, I, I remember it was kind of laughable at this point, but he's like, dude, that like, I don't think that's going to work. Like those are two different missions. And I'm like, dude, hear the story of who guns was. And then let's just make it work. And, um, the, the fact is, is we have made it work and we've made it work because people respond to the story of who guns was. He was a, a fighter pilot who was dedicated to excellence and he loved like taking care of those around him. And that's really all we're trying to do. We're trying to take care of veterans and military families, and we're trying to inspire people to to love aviation as much as he did, you know? So I don't know from your perspective, Baldy, if it was any different than that, but the need has never gone away. The need has only grown over time, I would say. I mean, yeah, no, I, I mean, it's it was kind of comical when we first, again, started. We were like, you know, our, our goal was to basically, like, raise enough money to pay for the golf tournament, you know, <laughs> like set the bar low. Right. Uh, and then it was successful. And then, you know, and then we made that money and then, yeah, then it, like there was an immediate need and it just felt like it kept going and we we're like, we have to do something like we have an opportunity here. Right. And so, um, what do we do about it? And 
um, that's where, you know, Croc was saying, like, we kind of sat down and had a conversation about it. Like, you know, like, you ready to do this? Let's do this. Like, let's get, let's get at it. Um, and, you know, and, and it, I feel like when, when it came time to bring in Sam on board and, and kind of further expanding our, the scope of our operation, it was really because the need kept growing. Like we, we would like raise more money and it's like, well, now there's like, there's all this need. And, and then, you know, it was like, uh, it was just kind of surprising how much need there actually was out there. Um, and it, it felt like we had a really cool niche opportunity as a nonprofit with the story of who guns was that I feel like we could use his legacy really to kind of do a lot of great things in those two different mission sets, which are, I mean, up front, like they're very intrinsically different, right? Um, if you ever go to an MBA school and go to business school, they're like, pick one thing and stick with it. You know, if you need to pivot, go ahead and do it. But we're picking something that really embodies who he was. Um, like he, like Brock was saying, I mean, it's, those are the two things that, meant everything to him was taking care of, you know, his friends and family and then flying. And I feel like that's something that has resonated with a lot of people. And it, I feel like with Sam's help, uh, thank God he's here, but like, you know, that uh, it's just continuing to. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To grow for us. And we're continuing to be able to help people. Uh, you know, again, helping people in California. We never thought in a million years that that would, you know, become a thing, right? Um, that the scope would have that kind of a reach and the need is there. And, you know, it brings us a lot of joy to be able to do it. So, Well, and it's, it's wonderful that it, that it has expanded. You know, it's not a South Carolina thing. It's a, it's a United States thing. It's a, it's a beyond. It, it, it doesn't have a limited reach. It has an unlimited reach in the way that you can, affect people's lives and provide them that, that guns experience, you know? And, uh, so for the, uh, for the people kind of on the flying side stuff, uh, what, what have you kind of been able to do for, for, to get people exposure to the aviation world? Yeah. So we've, uh, we've given out, uh, 15 scholarships, flying scholarships. So it's all to basically underprivileged uh, youth is kind of the term that we use. It's it's kids that like would never have had the opportunity to learn how to fly without having the financial support of someone outside of their own means. And so we, we take applications uh, every year and we review the applications and Kelly and the board of directors are the ones who basically pick who those scholarships go out to. Um, it's been it's it's been cool because you see people from all different walks of life. You see like really young enlisted people that like are interested because they're like a crew chief on the airplane. You see, you know, kids that are in high school coming from broken homes that are just like, dude, like I want to learn how to fly. Like I want to be a pilot one day. Um, you see, you know, kids that have been I say kids, but people that have been working at it their whole life but never had the money to be able to do it, and so. 
we've uh, kept up with all their stories and it's, it's awesome seeing the first two scholarships we gave. Uh, and that was pretty quick after the golf tournament, both those guys just soloed and one is, um, is got his apps in for like regionals right now. So he's trying to get hired by a regional. He's trying to get hired, uh, you know, by the guard or reserves. He, he thought about like going into active duty and we were like, no, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's mentorship comes along with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's been uh, cool, man. Like to see those stories evolve. Um, I mean, Sam can talk to that a little bit, like building the brand. Like that was one of our biggest challenges is how do you build a brand that's like duly focused? Like we have two different things that we do and we want to do both of them well. So people reach out on the flying side and on the veteran side, but it's only because of the brand and how they built it. And I mean, that's a whole nother animal right there. How do you build like a duly focused brand that clearly communicates your mission, you know? Yeah, Sam, how, is, how does that uh, challenge uh, suit you? What is it? What has it got you busy with? Uh, yeah, well, when I figure out how to get it done, I'll let you guys know. We can do another <laughs> episode. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I think Croc hit the nail on the head early on when we talked about it, when I first gave him pushback is, um, look, it's if, if we're going to continue uh, to sustain this organization, um, leveraging gun story, which I think is, is the right play. And I, and I think it's a dynamic enough story, um, that will, um, yeah, it, it's, it's one that will stand the test of time. In my opinion, um, at least the values that he lived by and lived for then I think it's fair to be a kind of a dual mission organization. If we need to pivot down the road, I think that will become apparent to us. But I, the bottom line is being, clear and outspoken about about what we do and what we're about so we don't hide from the fact that we're very 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 much in support of uh, veteran families in need and we don't hide the fact that we're very much in support of of youth you know pursuing a aviation education opportunities so i think just being clear from the get-go it's clear on our website it's clear in so much of our branding and digital comms that we push out and so, um, you know, until it becomes clear that we need to pivot away from one or the other of those, then we're going to keep it pedal to the metal, uh, doing at a high level, uh, both of those initiatives. So, and I think, uh, I mean, obviously you guys thought this out well, because the more we talk about it, the more you learn about the GGMF is that it is, it's, it embodies guns very well. And for the sheer fact, like you said, like give people the experience of being able to fly or doing that mentorship of giving people the opportunity. Uh, I, I can think of one specific experience. I was a freshly minted IP. Uh, one of the young wingmen walks up to guns and he's like, guns, I, ha I have a question about safety valves and safety valves are an F-16 specific thing. They're unclassified. Uh, it is effectively a decision matrix that if you haven't thought about it, at least for me about like 50 times, uh, it doesn't make sense. So uh, young wingman's <laughs> like, Hey, I don't understand these safety valves and guns is like, Hey Vader, uh, why don't you take an opportunity to teach him this? And uh, in all reality, it was me talking to the wingman and guns was just kind of sidebar listening to make sure I didn't go wild dingo. Uh, but he, instead of just guns being a better instructor than me taking the lead and doing it, 
he gave me as a, as a young instructor, the opportunity to flex my, uh, IP abilities, uh, for the student and, and learn that and gain that experience. Because again, if guns did it, it was just going to keep guns good and me not as good. And that was one of the chances for me to get better. So I think it's great because again, like you said, I mean, I flew airplanes because my grandma's brother was a uh, sergeant major in the, uh, army and, uh, and my, uh, and his son flew F-16s. So I had that exposure a little bit, uh, to where I was like, yeah, I'm going to go fly airplanes if I'm lucky. Uh, so you can imagine people who don't have those kind of family experiences, but now having this opportunity to show them like you can do it. It's not, it's not a pipe dream. Uh, it's very much reality. So it's, it's great to see that and give people those chances. Yeah. I think uh, just one other comment. I think you know, in regards to what's been said about the two missions so far, where, yeah, at times it may feel like they're different. Um, I, I feel like they're closely linked and that they're beneficial. They're mutually beneficial. So uh, when we support, you know, those young guys or gals that are pursuing a, an aviation career, um, my hope and, and one of the models that I want to help create here is that one day if that if that kid is in need, um, then we're the first person they think of to call uh, because we also support veteran families. And I want, you know, if, if those people, if those young people have families or friends connected to them who are in need and their military families, I want them to know about Guns Garen. And on the other side of that coin, if we're supporting a veteran family or military family in need and there's a young person in their sphere of influence that wants to pursue aviation because they heard the story about guns, I mean, there's just... So many, uh, it's kind of like a Venn diagram, if you will. And um, I, I think it's its only a win uh, for GGMF uh, to have the two missions uh, that do work in tandem, in my opinion. So, Well, I'm glad to hear that. Baldy and Croc, how, how are you guys kind of balancing? Like, I mean, obviously as a, as a full-time guardsman trying to go through a F-15 CTX and, and, and do a whole podcast, like how are you guys balancing the the full-time job plus GGMF, like how does that look for you guys? I'm perfect at it. Nice. Nail it. As <laughs> usual. Croc, <laughs> uh, you go first. Well, I, I mean, I don't think, um, I think if, it, if I viewed this as a job, it would be difficult. Like, you know, what I, you know, my job is to fly, you know, for American Airlines and to fly, you know, F-16s in the reserves. And that is as much as you love it, like it still is like a job at times that you have to work hard at. And this is is more of like a day-to-day -day passion of making sure that like people don't forget who Guns was. And the more you, you have people that like reach out and are in need, uh, it, it's not easy. Like, I wish there was more time in a day, but I think a lot of it is building like a really good team around you. So being able to like, to say, um, you know, I've always been a single seat fighter pilot that can do a lot of things by myself, but this is a good example of a time that like, I, I've really relied on other people that know more about this space than I do. So, you know, being able to trust the vision and the strategy that Sam and some of our other subcontractors have for building a brand and being able to reach out and developing like uh, a good donor base. I think at some point you, you can't necessarily like control everything. You got to say, all right, you guys know the vision, like go out there and do it. And they've done an awesome job. And 
um, you know, being able to, to reach out to the, the people that are in need on a day-to-day basis, like with Kelly and with Baldy. Um, I mean, that gives you all the, the, you know, all the motivation that you need to continue to do it. I mean, there was, there was a family that reached out, um, from San Diego that they were, you know, they were part of a, uh, a tragic loss of, you know, there were several crashes like within this squadron. So we're talking, they reach out and they say within the last six months, we've, we've had three different instance, instances and like essentially half of our squadron has disappeared. And they were reaching out to us to help like bridge the gap of, of being able to help with groceries, help with the house payment, help with childcare. And you hear that man and like your heart's just broken. And it's like, dude, that's, you know, I can remember playing golf with guns and him being like, dude, let's go back to my basement and drink a beer. And it's like, well, it's, it's late. And he's like, who cares, man? Let's talk. Like, let's hang out. Like he was always willing to give like whatever was required based off the need that was put in front of him, whether it was like developing better fighter pilots, developing better friendships, developing better relationships. And so I take a lot of that, like into the way that I handle GGMF. It's like, man, the need's always going to be there. And so I'm going to, I'm going to continue to give. And in the times that I don't have the time or the capacity, like we'll bring someone else on that has the same passion, like Sam. Um, you know, there's a lot of bros within the squadron that sit on the board of directors that help. So um, that's, that's the best balancing act I've found up to this point is relying on other people that know his story and want to help. Yeah. What about you, Baldy? Yeah, no, I mean, it, um, I kind of echo that it's, it's difficult. I mean, to say, to say that it's easy to balance, uh, you know, your, the flying fighter jets, right. And, uh, or for us, the airline world, um, you know, and then balancing home life and then, then doing the GGMF. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's nonstop. Um, you know, we both love flying a lot, just like you do Vader, uh, which is why we're still doing it. Uh, there's a lot of reward in that. Um, but to a certain degree, it's still a job, right? I mean, it's, it, it's a lot of fun, but it's also like, it's a lot of work. I mean, if, if anybody's ever listened to other podcasts or had, you know, conversations about the life of a fighter pilot, it's very challenging, uh, let alone in getting into the airline world as well or running any kind of business. Um, but this is rewarding, right? So it's, it's easy to, in my mind, be like, hey, I'm going to devote some time to the GGMF, to the foundation, because it's such a good thing. And it's so rewarding. Um, You know, like Sam was saying, when you hear the stories that you hear, you're like, I like, I want to do something. And because of the work that we've done, we can, which is such like a great thing. And then all of that, like in like the memory in a very positive memory of who guns was, which is a great thing as well. Um, And yeah, it's a lot of work. Of course, it's a lot of work. Like, and, and I feel like, you know, uh, if we were to talk later about, you know, Proc and I, just when we were year one of this organization, I mean, it was a lot of work. I mean, it was, we didn't have Sam. We didn't, you know, I, I was making Facebook posts and I was like, I don't even use Facebook, you know? So it's like, yeah. you know, and it, it, I don't have any marketing skills, you know, it's like, so it, it was, it was a total crapshoot, right? Um, but 
uh, we, we did the best we could. We made it work, but, and we did well enough to be able to raise some money to be able to, uh, and have conversations with people like Sam and some of our other subcontractors essentially to be like, we need to do better. We can do better. Um, let's do the work to do better. And it has allowed us to have a more professional face to do well in the organization, to be able to raise more money, get more people involved uh, who want to be a part of it because of how the mission resonates and who, who Guns was, how it resonates. And that, you know, again, yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's, it's a very, it's, it's not work, you know, it's a lot of fun to do it. Um, as sad as it is that we've lost our friend, um, this is a very positive and rewarding thing, like moving forward. Um, and, you know, we want it to last forever because that's how we want to remember it. So. Yeah. And I hope it does. And it's gotta, I mean, it's gotta be tough at that point to put it down. You know, it's gotta be tough to, to kind of let go of the reins a little bit or, or not be as busy with it because it does mean, you know, so much and it's got a, such a important, uh, you know, origin, uh, that kind of, you know, created the, the process, Sam, how, how has it kind of, getting into the organization a little later, but then kind of just experiencing how much, you know, uh, there, there is behind the GGMF and, and the people there. Was that, was that pretty inspiring when you showed up? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, quite frankly, I've, I've been acquainted with the organization from the beginning and to a certain degree, I mean, I had loads of conversations with Croc about it far far before I was formally involved, I guess you could say. But um, yeah, I mean, again, it's it, it boils down to, I mean, I'll just say this, like I never met guns, um, but after hearing Baldy and Croc and you know, talking to, to Kelly on the phone, I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm going to devote time to this and I'll continue to devote time to it, um, you know, long after they don't need me anymore here. I mean, I... I don't know when that would happen, but um, it's a it's a big deal. You know, it's no small thing. It's incredibly fulfilling, like these guys have said. Um, yes, it occupies a lot of my time and a lot of my bandwidth. But I had that conversation with another one of our team members recently. You know, we just talked about uh, how much we care about this organization. And, of course, we want that care to be reflected in the work we do, whether it's relationship building with donors or a Facebook post or a golf event. Um, but we don't care because we're getting paid to care. We care because we see the impact um, and uh, the effect of this foundation on the lives of people in need. And um, it, it sounds maybe a little bit cliche or can t- to say it that way, but it's because it's true. And uh, the cliches are often are often more true than we want to give them credit for. And it's just, um, yeah, it's on a personal level, work aside, being affiliated with this has has just been a big boost to me, and I, I'm not from a, mil- a military background at all, um, but I've really grown to love everything I've learned about you know the way these men relate to one another, and the way that they care for people around them in need. It's a uh, it's a big deal. Uh, I've said that a couple times, but yeah, honored to be in the role that I'm in. So what's what's kind of on the horizon? Obviously, you guys have a golf tournament coming up pretty soon. And then uh, yeah. what, what's kind of the next, you know, 12 months look like for GGMF? Yeah, is that a question for me or Croc? I don't Who, wanna... whoever's, whoever's ready to answer it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll spearhead it and then let Croc jump in. Um, you know, a, a big need that's um, kind of been unearthed since, since we've been working to build this thing is just the uh, 
the impact of active duty on um, mental health for our veterans and um, mental health is, you know, in a lot of spheres, still kind of a taboo topic or something that we don't really want to discuss. But it's one that Croc and the rest of this team at GGMF has wanted to take take on uh, head on, if you will. And so the, the goal for the next 12 months really is to develop systems and strategies to equip uh, veterans with, with a, a mental health illness or issue, um, develop ways to get them help that they need quickly, whether that be counseling or therapy. Um, that, that's, the next, that's the next big challenge for us here, and, and we aim to, to take it on. So I, I know Croc can probably speak to that with a little bit more detail than I can. But. Yeah, so through, through one of our um, partnerships that we have, have set up, so, you know, you talk about, like, how you, you effectively grow an organization that's, like, fairly young. So, you know, we, we grow it, like, on the level of, like, relationship building. You know, like, there's people like yourself, Vader, that knew who Guns was. So we can effectively communicate to you, this is what our mission is, this is how we're doing it, and you knew the person, and so, yep, you want to be a part of it. We can effectively build relationships with people that didn't know him, like, on a personal level, like, hey – and we've, we've done that. And that's where you get like your people who give donations on a monthly basis, or they come out to the golf tournament and hang out and they want to be a part of it. And then there's like the corporate and uh, business side of it where you find other businesses who want to support veterans. And so one of the, the companies that we were talking to said, yeah, like we, we want to be a part of the story that you guys have. And, um, you know, one of the things that we really care about is, you know, veteran mental health. And so we had been at that same time, like in tandem, looking at like the different requests that were coming in for people that needed help. And one of the biggest things that people were saying they wanted help with were mental health issues like PTSD, depression, anxiety, TBI, all those things that like, again, like Sam said, have been pretty taboo to talk about. But when you get outside of a squadron construct, like people, like on a day-to-day basis, when you're done serving in the military, it's something that a lot of people deal with and they need help with. And it's not like, it's not like something that you can instantly give to where it's like, hey, I lost um, a family member or, hey, I, I lost my, you know, extremity, my leg, like in on a deployment and I need help with a wheelchair. It's something that's like, you know, a mental health issue that you might need help with uh, that is very unseen unless you talk about it, I guess, is the bottom line. And so our our initiative for the next 12 months is really to to devote a lot of time and effort into helping people tell their stories to us and then giving them the help that they need. And so um, we have partnered with that outside agency and basically it'll be like exactly like what Sam said, uh, group therapy, uh, counseling, um, referring any medical costs, like we'll help cover that. And on an, in, on a month to month basis, we hope to do that for about 12 to 15 veterans a month, um, is our goal. So we're trying to raise a hundred thousand dollars for that one initiative this next year in partnership, um, with the, these guys that uh, brought the uh, need to our attention and then really just see where it goes from there. So uh, it's, it's a clear need. And now, you know, we're trying to pivot and respond to that need, like in a responsible way. 
I think I think it's a a very good use of time, effort, and funds. Uh, I mean, it, a couple of years back, there was the the whole uh, exposure, kind of the highlighting of every day, twenty two veterans commit suicide. Uh, so mental health is a huge problem when we're talking about veterans because you know you the family, the community that you you build in the military, you separate and then it's gone. You know, and uh, yep. without you know people to help out and help that transition uh you know it's it's very important and it's necessary so i'm i'm glad that you guys are working on that uh well we gotta we gotta get going in a second i think baldy's wi-fi is uh struggling but so what can what can the kodiak shack uh audience kind of help out with how can they reach out how can they contact and uh and help out in any way yeah, so you'll see uh, on our website and like through our social media, if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Guns Garen, you'll start seeing a lot of stuff about that veteran mental health initiative. So I encourage people to go read about that and read about some of the challenges that veterans are are having on a day-to-day basis with mental health issues. Um, I would encourage people to just visit our website in general, uh, gunsgarin.com. Uh, and then if they would like to reach out via email, uh, they can email us at contact at gunsgarin.com. Uh, and that'll go straight to our uh, website email. And we they can check out our, our YouTube as well, which is at gunsgarin is the handle for that as well. So our YouTube channel. Uh, all are great ways to be involved. And then you'll see on there events that we have going on or different um, fundraisers that we've got going, people that we've helped. Uh, it's a good way to stay connected with who we are and what we're doing. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, uh, again, guys, I appreciate you guys taking the time and, uh, and just, you know, sharing the GGMF and then, uh, you know, talking, talking about guns a bit. Cause it's been a while since I've been able to, kind of chat about guns so it's it's been a good time yeah. but every everybody out there for uh kodiak shack stuff you know uh reach out you know help out in any way you can even if it's uh liking or sharing any of the uh ggmf content and uh just increase their uh their reach and their impact uh and then if you want to contact uh, kodiak shack again info at kodiak and then the website kodiak and uh, we'll get some links and some uh some kind of cross organizational stuff on the website for, uh, for GGMF to help, uh, increase exposure. But thanks again, guys for, uh, for, uh, chatting and, uh, and I'm looking forward to hear, hear more about what you guys are doing. Sweet. Thanks, Bader. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Bader. Thanks, man. See you.